from the 50, Midweek Edition. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the From the 50 Midweek Show, presented by Book It Sports, recapping a very fun divisional round weekend. I am Zach Zook. We got a full house today, albeit virtually. We got TJ. We got Big Web in the studio. We got Tolly somewhere in the St. Louis area, and we got Nick out in Reno. How's it going, boys? Pretty good. Good, man. Good. How are you? Doing well. We had, great. Week, we had a good week of uh, betting, albeit the Saints fucking me last night to kill the last parlay and teaser. But other than that, 17-5 and five in NFL playoffs, boys. We're excited. We're back yeah. in. Patty Mahomes screwed me out of 150 bucks. He just had to go out and get a, what was it, a pinched nerve or something? It wasn't concussion. actually a concussion. It wasn't concussion, they said. Oh, oh, yeah, he's in concussion protocol still. Well, the NFL just came out. To, I saw something today. The NFL said he's that it was something in his neck. He's fine. They, they said something about it not being a concussion anymore. That's what I heard. That, that's the team doctors telling uh, telling you what you want to hear so that Patty Mahomes can play, but he's for sure fucking concussed. He could not even stand up straight. <laughs> so he's in concussion protocol, but I swore I saw something today because he didn't get hit in the head. It was something with his neck, some so that, nerve that, thing that, in his neck. I brought that up during the game the other day, and it was true. It was some carotid artery hit or yeah, something. It was so. just something, something wasn't right. And if you notice, when he goes down – that tackle, the the guy who tackled him, his his arm kind of goes around his neck and like his head goes a different way for a second, and then I think that's what it did. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, that was my shot yeah, right there, I mean, baby. It, it was a strange play because we were. Yeah, I mean, we were watching it all together. I mean, at, at Big Webb's house, and we were looking. You know, it's like his head never even hit the turf or anything, and yet it, yeah. it looked worse in real time. So I don't know if maybe the whiplash caused. I mean, you rattle that brain around in your skull, and stuff can happen. You don't necessarily need to smack off the turf or anything like that. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I'm I'm positive he's going to get cleared to play. I, I'd yeah, be shocked. Sure. Most most. I mean, every injury is different. Every concussion is different. But I mean, most guys are able to recover and play the next week. The so, NFL is trying to sign a hundred billion dollar TV deals right now. There's zero chance that they let Chad Henney go against the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship. Game. But 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 That's here's here's a league here's a league protocol though they, they say that every time i mean they got an official on the sideline some kind of a doctor for, for concussions mainly where the team doctor will analyze the guy and go okay he's showing this symptom this symptom this symptom but that league guy when they walked him into the locker room that guy said okay what do you got so far well he, he knows where he is he knows his name he knows this 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 but this isn't working out for me. I don't like it. This guy's not playing anymore. So this guy named Carrington Harrison, he's on six ten, uh, I think AM in Kansas City. He's a he's a radio host. He tweeted out this morning and said, "A source has told me, quote, Patrick passed all of his tests last night. He didn't actually hit his head. There was a nerve in his neck that got tweaked that made him out of it. He's getting tested done on his neck slash nerve today, but did clear all tests last night. So I don't know if that's it's it's not concussion. Sounds like that's it's something in his neck. That's a good source. So yeah, yeah. So know, it was I a nerve care. thing, which that's what I we mean. That would make more sense to me because, like we said, watching the game, yeah." So, and uh, just so that the listeners know, I think I may have a little delay with the audio. So we apologize if there's any uh, pauses, just kind of working through that. But boys, uh, the first game we had on Sunday turned out, I mean, we thought maybe it was going to be a little bit of a joke there early. The Kansas City Chiefs got up big. They went into the half up 16 points. I believe it was 19-3 at the half. 
But then when Patty gets injured, here come the Browns roaring back in that football game. And they made it close. And to be honest with you, I thought they probably should have won it. Baker had a chance late. They ended up having to punt the football back, and they never saw it again. The stones on Andy Reid, man, to pass it with Chad Henney a couple of times. Crazy. That was some pretty gutsy play calling. And I think you got to hand it to to Andy Reid. And, you know, like we said, I changed my mind during the game. I wanted to see the Browns win, but – we got to AFC Championship weekend, and we're going to get to see the matchup we all wanted with the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a fun matchup. I mean, looking at that game though, it just you had you had to bet the number because the Chiefs just haven't covered these big spreads. Any double digit spread to a playoff in a playoff game is kind of crazy. And Baker, that they had a shot to win that game. I mean, had Rashard Higgins not fumbled the ball out of the back of the end zone, which again is one of the dumbest rules. In sports, and I think you'll see that rule change this offseason because of that play. Oh, sure they will. Sure, they'll change at the end of the freaking yeah, year. They'll yeah, change sure. it. I mean, if this was Big Web Fuck Football nuts. League, that certainly would not be a thing. But they, you, you also have to look at the absolute blatant <laughs> mistargeting, the worst mistargeting call that I have ever seen on that direct helmet-to-helmet. Certainly Same there was play. no other way to make that tackle, but you have to throw a flag, and that, that was direct helmet to helmet and for them to miss that play call if i was a browns fan or a browns ownership i would be livid at the nfl for that one because it was right in front of the ref and baker for what it's worth still brought him back and yeah patty mahomes went down and uh they brought big dad chad in to close the job but uh the browns certainly had a chance to win (laughs) that football game and i think if patty mahomes had stayed in that game my over would have at least cleared uh but big dad chad had to throw that fucking pick in the end zone well that Uh, that that Higgins touchdown ended up being huge. Could have been the game, right? I mean, that that, that was absolutely a huge play. We didn't know it at the time, right. but it was a huge play. But I, I got a, I got a little shout out to Higgins right now, Rashard Higgins. I, I'm I'm going to invite you to St. Louis. Come on down, come on down to St. Louis. We'll go to Ted Drews and I'll teach him how to get into the end zone. Yeah. So we're going to go to Ted Drews. I'm going to buy this guy some ice cream. It's on me. It's on me, Rashad. So we'll get down there. You're going to order. You get the cone, I get the Sunday. <laughs> you get the cone, I get the Sunday. That's how it works, and I'm sure he'll, he'll get it after that. That's how you do it. You know, Where like are if we you're going at this point? Yeah, I don't know. I was waiting. I was waiting for that. The cone. If he doesn't get, if he gets the cone, it's a different Sunday for oh, me, wow. right? Oh, wow. oh, it's all about the ice the cream. I'm telling you. Oh, come on, sir. Come you on. have a good joke. I like, I liked it. I liked it. It was good. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, it, come yeah, on into St. Louis. In, for I sure. don't know. I think that's a middle of the road dad joke, to be honest. I, yeah. you know, big, big Webs had better ones. I'm just, but... I'm just describing the play, inviting the man to St. Louis. Hey, come on in from the fifty. I know all the people in in the front yeah, office. Just send them my way. Just pop in the offices, tell them you want to talk to Big Web. They'll send you right up here. We'll go get some ice cream. See, I man. thought you were going to yell at him. I thought it was going to be oh, like. Oh, no, no. Hey, good football player. Great football no, player. Just, just needs just to learn. Just needs to learn to get yeah. the cone. Get the cone. <laughs> I get to Sunday. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he got, he got knocked completely unconscious probably from that direct hit, which actually knocked the ball out. So I don't blame him. Getting hit at 150 miles an hour directly ahead. If we're being I honest, it hit the shoulder pad first. Let's just, if we're being honest, it hit the shoulder pad first. I did, I did watch no the replay. Way it did not. I it thought I saw a replay. It was head to head on that one. That one was head to head. That one was. There was another one where there was shoulder. This one was head to head. 
that was, was right in the guy. I, I do. I, I think it was head to head. It was head to head, but I disagree with Nick from the standpoint of like it was the worst targeting call of all time. Like Not that worse. hit happens yeah. no less than ten I, I, times I mean, a I'm, game I'm from every Sunday. It was just the circumstances. When you when you determine what's targeting and not targeting, he's going this way. He's going this way. Leads head down again. There's no other way you really can make that tackle and try to save a touchdown. Granted, but where the ref was positioned and where it happened, I just don't know how you don't throw a flag and at least look at it. Well, and then what last night's game too, man. I mean, the Tampa New Orleans game. They called targeting and head-to-head on a a easy one that was just a complete shoulder pad hit to the head. The guy led with his shoulder, and his head happened to be a little bit down. But they called it without even fucking seeing it. Like this is what these refs do. Like, yeah, that was not a that was a bad miss call, but so was the one that was the night that was Tampa against New Orleans. It was easily shoulder pad to helmet. It's a bang bang play. It's fucking football. These guys are quick. It just happens like that, and they just call it because they want to call it it's fucking bullshit yeah no, they, I... they ended up picking it up because the guy that came in to try to hit him hem- like face first like literally missed and went over the top of him and it was just an instinctual like toss uh, of the yellow flag from the officials and then they had to go in and be like yeah he really didn't actually hardly make contact with him so we're gonna have to pick this up but i mean let's move on to the to the saints and bucks game because we probably saw the last game of drew Brees. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. That Bucks defense, you know, came alive and looked pretty good. And I had one takeaway, and we can talk more about the game and about, you know, Drew Brees, how he looked in the game. But I saw after the fact, I mean, I hate that he's become a little bit of a punchline. And I know that I've criticized him on here this year at times. But the guy's still really good. Like, he still led the team to a 12-4 and record without Michael Thomas and without Alvin Kamara at times. And I hated, like, everybody, you know, uh, kind of clowning him yesterday because I don't think two of the three interceptions were his fault anyways. Jared Cook fumbling the ball sure as hell wasn't his fault. And that was a good team that they were playing against. And it's tough to beat a team three. He already beat him twice. Like, what more do you want from a man? And he's playing with cracked ribs. You talk about his arm strength. I don't know if that's all to do with it. The guy is clearly hurt. So I I just thought that it it was definitely a sad ending for him. But I didn't think he played as bad as everybody let on. No, and and he's been playing short pass football for six weeks. The thing is, the Cook fumble, you're right. That was huge. They were they were up seven when Cook fumbled that football, and they were going in on like the forty five or the forty. So they score a touchdown there. They're up twenty seven to whatever. I mean that was that was a huge fumble. Yeah, I will say it was kind of wild how oh, there's a fourteen point swing potentially. Yeah, it was kind of wild how the script was completely flipped from their first two games, though. I mean, Tampa turned the ball over, what, six times in the first two games, and Brady just looked like absolute shit. And, again, I, I agree. It wasn't all breeze. Like, he had a couple tip passes, and its stat line obviously looks a lot worse if he didn't watch the football game. But he, he didn't look, you know, like like normal Drew Brees in the playoffs, and Brady figured it out. Like, they found a way to get him some time. And the difference was, too, they said in the first half especially, Tampa fucking run it, ran it down their throat way more than they did during the regular season. And you could tell Sean Payton was like, oh, shit, they're not leaning on Brady. They're letting Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette do their thing. And they ran the ball very, very well. Wow, and that's I mean, why Brady Rojo was, was able to just yeah. dominate pretty much. Yeah. I no, mean, and then also... They also had like wide receivers like Godwin. Godwin made a couple short catches. I'm talking about these little nine yard ins 
that I thought I was seeing Julian Edelman out there. Yeah. I mean, he they were playing Brady-like football and getting these short receptions to keep these drives And he told moving. Arians he wanted to run it. He's like, I want to run it my way. I know how to win in the playoffs, and they did. And they, they ran the offense the way that they have in New England. A little bit more running, but they fucking they ran the clock well, and the defense played lights out in I the uh, last three quarters. how much they, uh, they ran the ball and controlled the clock and how, how – New Orleans wasn't able to stop the run or really get after Brady like they did in the in those first two games. But if my thing is, yeah, Brady ran that, ran that, and you can't bet against Tom in the playoffs, whatever. Tom Brady did not win that football game. He did not win that football game at all. They they did what they needed to do on defense. New Orleans handed that game to them on a silver platter. New Orleans defense did what they needed to do to get off the field on third down, make them punt the ball in. The, the Saints were moving the ball fine. Like, they, you know, they had the deep shot with Winston, which I love that play because it was a play the Bears tried to use against them. It was the one Wims dropped last week. And then here he they come out and use the same play that the Bears used and for the touchdown, which was the exact spark they needed. But the Saints, to me, still in that game, minus three, was the correct bet. It just, you know, turnover battle. If you, if you cannot win, if you win the turnover battle, you win the game. You lose the turnover battle, you lose the game. And credit to Bucks defense because they they showed up big time and, and really kept all their all their stars in check. Michael Thomas didn't have a whole didn't even have a catch. Did you see did you see what he said on Instagram too? He said that, that that was a touchdown catch. His knee obviously hit out of bounds. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? And he was sitting there bobbling the football. And he's on Instagram after the game saying he caught the ball. Well, for Christ. Anybody sake. that watches that replay, his kneecap goes out of bounds and he's juggling the ball. It's 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 clear as day. I don't know how you think that's a catch. But I guess he was just pissed off because he didn't have any catches and sucked, and Kamara was shut down the whole game. I mean, the Bucks just honestly just wrecked them in the last three quarters especially. And I, I just – I don't know if you guys saw that play, but I, for some reason Michael Thomas thinks he had a touchdown there. It was not even close. No. Yeah, not, not even a bit. Not even remotely. I yeah. mean, that's vintage Michael Thomas. Like, that guy is such a little bitch. It's insane. <laughs> Save that. guard Mike. <laughs> Can't, can't guard Mike. Basically, everybody can guard Mike because all he's done is piss and moan all season long, got himself kicked off the team, got himself punched by C.D. Deuce. Or did he punch C.D. Deuce? C.D. Deuce is the one that gets punched. My bad. But regardless, he's been a complete non-factor this year because his head's gotten way too big for the actual ability, which is essentially running drag routes and slant one yard down the field. What a, what a- so overrated. What a fall from grace as probably the number one wide receiver in the NFL down to like the basement. I saw someone talking about this on one of the morning talk shows today. Like how are fantasy owners going to evaluate him next year? Like, will they even use a second, third, fourth rounder on him, or will he just drop down? I mean, big question mark at who's going to be the quarterback. I guess it's going to be Jameis. You saw breeze. I don't know if you saw the clip of breeze on the sideline telling Jameis, basically this is your team now. And, uh, and, and, you know, for his, him to be the guy next year, if they will go with Taysom Hill, but yeah, I, it just bad performance by Michael Thomas all around this year and fantasy owners have to be pissed. Did you guys I think see... Michael Thomas will be better next year when they have a quarterback that can throw the ball downfield to open up those shorter routes for him. Yeah. Breeze had, he had 3.9 yards yeah. per attempt. Like that's, unacceptable that's insane their longest you think about that. Play, if you take out the Jameis play and Kamara's 17 yard run their longest play in that game passing was 16 yards damn he See, had that's, 34 that's insane. yeah i mean like, he, he had, had, he had what tolly didn't he have like nine 
he had like 16 or 19 attempts all season long. Uh, the ball traveled 20 yards or further down that, the that's field. It. Like that's, that's all. Yeah, yeah. You, it's Absolutely. very hard to win that way. It Did makes the, see, uh, it makes the Bucks defense that much better. All you got to do is guard 10 yards. Push it up. Push up. Yeah. Push everybody and, and up. Thanks to Michael Thomas. I know I just kind of ripped him a little there, but when Drew Brees was out and they were going with the Taysom Hill offense, like that totally changes up like what he does. Like the offense has to be in sync for him to produce. And when he isn't, you know, involved in the game early and they can get him on those little short option routes and, you know, get him on the, the screen pass and get him involved in the game. It's kind of hard for him to have an impact. It's more, yeah. you know, going to be those designed in scheme plays to like their gadget guys. And Taysom I think Hill's if- another guy that they missed yesterday in the red zone. Oh, for sure. I think they missed him everywhere. I think that's their offense. I mean, if, if it's not working right. with Breeze, they throw him in there and they throw a wrinkle into it and it works out and they didn't have that. Or or Latavius Murray to pound the ball more than Kamara. I mean, they had two big weapons on offense gone. That, that definitely changed the, the whole game. I remember a couple short Eat. third and whatevers that, that you know Taysom Hill would have been involved. Oh my God, yeah. For sure. Because Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. That's the other thing too is we're talking about Jameis, but you know, Nick mentioned it, uh, you know, Taysom Hill might be the starter next year because he got his chance this year at the end of the year and did okay. But I, Sean Payton loves that guy. I mean, he just, any chance he can get to start him, he will, I think. Unless he gets like another franchise quarterback, whether they trade for somebody or whatever. I just, I think it's going to be a QB competition between Hill and uh, and Jameis. I, at least I could I, be I, wrong, but I, I think that's going to happen. I, I think that, that Sean misses his misses his gadget guy, though. If if you do start Taysom Hill, you, you that whole element that he brings on the side is gone. You know, what I, I mean? think you're right. Better, better, better to start a finesse finesse quarterback. I, I think Jameis will start, and then they'll still use Taysom. I like think I, like I think you're totally right. Big they'll yeah. start Jameis, and then they'll keep. Taysom in the in the role he's been in, and maybe probably expand it a little more. I think they probably didn't even use Jameis. I, I was interested. I think they probably had a couple more plays drawn up for Jameis in that game because they hadn't used him at all. And and really, I mean, dude got his eyes fixed and has a power arm. And you saw it down in Tampa. Certainly, he threw all those picks, but you get the eyes checked or whatever. He can throw some touchdowns like that ball. You you saw him whip it out of his hand. That was. At that point, I'm like, why not just put Jameis in for the rest of the game? You're not going to do that because Drew Brees' last game, you know that. So you're going to let him ride or die, win or lose, in the uh, as the last time in the uh, in the dome. But Jameis, to me, looked looked like he can still be a be a serviceable quarterback. And um, as long as he doesn't throw 30 other, interceptions, yeah, and if other, he matured, the other guy, the uh, the the punt returner, he, he he almost returned two punts for touchdowns. Oh did my one, god, that yeah. Back. yeah. That you want to talk about a bad beat? I saw a guy had fifty bucks. Deontay Harris anytime touchdown score and Saints defense special team score to win fifteen hundred bucks. Oh. When that one got called back, and then he gets taken out of the game with an injury. What oh. a wild! What a wild bet, though. That's why it's yeah. crazy. How much did he put on it? Fifty, 50. bucks to win fifteen hundred. Oh, Damn, that's that's still there, that's, there's some bets like I've never heard of. I'm like, what the fuck are you? Someone had a had a three way like teaser with a couple things, and also for it to be tied at halftime or at the end of the game. I'm like, how the hell did <laughs> you come up with this stuff, dude? Like, it's the same way that some idiot put five hundred dollars on Andy Dalton preseason to win the fucking MVP. So well, like no, that, that bet exists, but I'm saying like people no, had no, to. It, what are you talking no, about? I mean, it, first of all, this is before Dak Prescott got hurt. And number two, you think if Prescott gets hurt, Andy Dalton's going to be the best player in the whole league? Get the fuck out of here. Someone, someone put like, uh, <laughs> the worst one I saw this week was like 
$300 down on like North Carolina A&T to win the national championship in basketball. I'm like, <laughs> you love to it see just, it. Just light it on fire. Just light it, it on fire. It, or wipe your ass with it. it Either way, it's what? the same fucking thing. It, it's some, some alumnus that doesn't, you know, like you say, he's a billionaire Maybe. and you don't care. Funny, like, you know, I, I don't know. care though. Go, go buy groceries with that fucking Literally. money. Like don't, don't throw it. it on a team that can't win. Yeah. It's yeah, I think the answer to that is just we in America are just degenerates. I think that's <laughs> yeah. like really what it is. Like I was texting one of my buddies the other day. We're going to uh, Vegas, I think, in June, and uh, we're going to go to the sports book. And my buddy's big Giants football Giants fan. And he goes, I'm going to put a future on the Giants to win the Super Bowl. And I said, like, when? <laughs> like, next five years? <laughs> 2021. And I said, tell you what, why don't you just give your 100 to me? And I will give you whatever odds that Vegas has given you, and I will pay it out if if the Giants win the Super Bowl. Because I could just give your hundred dollars to me. Don't give yeah. it to them because you're not getting it back. So I could use it. They already well, got chandeliers. Or if the Giants win the Super Bowl, you lose a friendship. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zook could just be like, "Oh, give me the hundred, so I'll, I'll put the bet down for you." And then you just take the hundred, and then they hopefully they no, don't I'm fucking saying, win. I'm going to be you're his sweating all year for that bet. Like, I, I will take that bet, and I will pay him like fucking 500 whatever it is if it actually happens but and then if it doesn't which it won't i will just be a hundred dollars richer daniel jones <laughs> leads them down the field giants are nine bowl, and oh. down by three 30 27 giants next year in the super bowl with the game-winning drive by daniel jones i could see it zook comes into studio super bowl saturday just fucking shaking <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be that'd be the definition yeah, oh, i'd be of sweat. freaking out Holy i'd be shit. like a uh, big cat when he said he cut off his pinky if uh the texans won the super bowl that one that's year, right and they won like 10 games in a row well they were up like a million on the chiefs then. Remember that? They were up by a million against the Chiefs in the first half, and Big Cat's like, holy shit, I'm going to lose yeah, my fucking Yeah, I remember, finger. like, his, his wife or whatever, I remember, thought he, like, came in, and he's like, yeah, she told me, like, you have a kid now. You can't be doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was, that was a real thing. You and your dumbass pinky bats. He's going to cut off, like, the, the tip of his yeah, pinky, so not funny. the full thing, just the tip of it. And J.J. Watt, I think, was like, make, he's like, we're going to make that happen. We're going to make that happen. And then they got they got close. They got close. That's hilarious. Yeah, they, they had him They had him on the show during, too. I think he picked him again this year. But uh, I, regardless, I digress. I wanted to talk a little bit about the NFL head coaching hires, and we have oh, two jobs so, left. I'm open. sorry. I got I to gotta give you shit. You had a perfect scenario to go right into the Deshaun Watson stuff with the Houston Texans. I, it's okay. We can go wherever you want. I just said you missed a perfect <laughs> wow, like, oh, that's option true. right there. Holy yeah. missed opportunity. Oh. Let's, 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 do, let's do Watson then because I don't think we have to spend much time on this because I'll, I'll just lead off everything by saying I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't know what you, you guys want to bicker about it, but I don't think that there's any realistic trade I mean, out there to, to trade him unless he truly says – and it, and it like kind of stays like, dude, I'm straight up not playing for this organization anymore. You got to trade me because he currently has a no trade clause. He is going to, he's owed a shitload of money, just signed the extension last year. And what team is going to be willing to, to part? Like, what's the value on somebody like that? Because he's without a doubt a top five quarterback in the NFL and he's just entering his prime. I mean, it's it's a complete dumpster fire. I, I grant you this, but I just don't see 
how he gets out of there or how the Texans let him out of there. I'd literally chain him to the basement of the stadium before I <laughs> traded him to any team, regardless of the picks well, that the, you want to give me. The problem with that is, though, is that he might hold out and just not show up to play until he gets his trade. He can have the no-trade clause, but uh, as representation from the Jacksonville Jaguars, there's no income tax <laughs> in Florida, and they got the first overall pick. Never going to happen. Yeah, it, it, no, it won't happen. I do think uh, if Chicago could figure out how to do it, I think Chicago oh would be a God, good fit for them. smart enough for them. They're what, not what, smart about, for what about Wild Bill, though, up in New England? Don't you think oh, he wants God, him? God, yeah. Watson, no, I don't know. Have, no. Bill would New love England him. England don't, doesn't have the capital to, to get him. You got to look at these teams. The, the Bill, Bill's a value one, guy. He's not giving up seven first round picks. The for most Sean interesting Watson. one that I did see was if they can swing it um, in Miami and trading to uh, to the Texans, maybe limiting the amount of capital that they have to give away. And Deshaun Watson Texans would be moronic. Uh, but I mean, say if you, if you can get the right package back from Miami, Deshaun Watson, you are you're getting three first rounders, no matter. It, it's going to start there. Didn't you say San Francisco was like a rumor or what? Yeah, so there's basically two options that people have come out with with like teams that could use him and also have the capital to get him. So the Dolphin trade would be Tua, the third overall pick, and the 18th overall pick, straight up for Deshaun Watson. Do that in a second. The Niners kind of have a couple options they could go. I heard a trade surrounding around Nick Bosa, so it'd be Nick Bosa and a little bit of other stuff. Or they could do Jimmy G, their first-round pick, and I'm sure there'd probably still be a couple extras around there. I don't know if it would be Nick Bosa, Jimmy G in a first. That could possibly get it done. Here's the the thing. like The the Nick Bosa thing, and I remember, Tali, we talked about it on Sunday watching the games. Like That's interesting to me. Because you get a premier edge rusher, which is the second most important position beyond the quarterback. That's also and just entering his prime. I mean, he's played one season and then gotten hurt. So he's the guy's played like twenty professional football games. And the so Niners, that's interesting to me. But like the Niners' pick is at twelve. Okay. Yeah, but like so, like you, even if I'm the Texans, that one intrigues me at least. But you're gonna need to give me, I, I like if I'm the Texans GM. And I am like, let's say Deshaun's because he, he Nick is right. D- Deshaun can force his way out. He can hold out, and if he's literally not going to play for the franchise, you have no choice but to trade him. So, but if I'm the GM of the Texans and I'm going to trade him to San Fran, let's say in this scenario, I want Nick Bosa, I want Jimmy G, I want your 12th pick, and I probably want your first next year and like your third next year too. Like that's. Like, great quarterbacks, like a top-five quarterback, I feel like it's unprecedented. Have we ever seen anything like this? Like, a top-five-ish quarterback traded this young in his career? I mean, we've seen Brady switch teams. We see guys do it a lot at the end of their career. And we see the mid-tier quarterbacks get traded or or get dealt somewhere, switch teams. I cannot remember a time in NFL history where a legitimate top five talent at the position at the most important position leaves like entering, you know, the golden age of like a decade worth of just straight production. I can't remember it happening. They all camp out for years and years. Absolutely. And and usually teams are smart enough to lock them down. owner's league. Yeah. And because I'll franchise tag you, I'll pay you whatever the fuck you want. So they never leave. Bill O'Brien the set them up for failure, man. I mean, that franchise is so fucked. It's in, it's unbelievable. But 
I think I'm going on the side of Nick. I think they have to trade him. I think he's at a point, and according to the sources and everything on Twitter, he's fucking done. And not only him, I heard J.J. Watts also wanting out too. So everything could not be any JJ worse Watt for the Texans. definitely gone. The last thing they need right now yeah, is Yeah, I more, think J.J. Watt's definitely gone. They yeah. don't need more bad publicity, man. What they need is to trade, probably trade the two and restart and try to get a shit ton for get them. Get the stuff. And, and you stay out of the fucking media. You're, getting a, new, you're getting a good GM, and, and you're going to get the head coach that, that you probably want. Maybe not the guy you want, but um, pick no, them. There's they're getting a lot of people turning them down right now. Yeah, no, they don't, nobody wants to go to Houston. Yeah, they, yeah, they can't. <laughs> They, they can't fill the damn position. And, and, you know, here's the other thing, too. I know they got their guy in Nick Casario, and we, we love the Patriots, and they're so – their front office what, – what, name one thing that their front office does that would lead you to believe that Nick Casario is going to be any good. Yeah. Because – Well, he's not going to trade DeAndre Hopkins, so that's a, a start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's true, but he might be trained to Sean Watson and uh, J.J. Watt, so true. apples to apples there. But yeah. – uh, like Bill, like if you're thinking about Nick Casario's like resume, Bill picks all the players. He doesn't give a shit what you think personnel wise. Even if he did, their drafts have been basically abysmal. Now they pick it towards the end of the draft every year, and so there's you know something to be said for that. They don't ever get very good picks, but their personnel is not good. I mean, even when they had Brady and they're they're winning the Super Bowls, the personnel is not like talent wise on paper. They're they're like third best in the division like and it's been like that for a really long time they get the most out of these guys and they ship them off and then they win with no but no names look at most, but, uh, like i just don't know if uh, like nick casera is even gonna like i feel like he could just be a complete dumpster fire too like i he's been with the patriots since i believe the 2000 or like 2003 or something like that he's been with the organization that long so he's only been around bill and when you've only been in that organization and you've only been with, with Bill, like the you don't have any other exposure or skills because Bill does all the work. So like I just I don't I I feel like they're in just an awful spot as an organization. Like they're quickly dropping beneath like the Washington football team in the Jags as like one of the biggest dumpster fires in the NFL. Yeah, it, it's it it seems like Bill O'Brien like walked into their family dinner, took a shit right on the table, and walked out the door. Like that's pretty much what fucking happened. I mean, he just he screwed them. I know it's not only him, but he was one of the main guys in trading Hopkins and pissing off now your your franchise quarterback, one of your best defensive players that's still getting it done. So, I you know I think if I'm the Texans right now, the last thing I want is to have this shitstorm go on any longer. I would be looking to trade Deshaun if you really if, if they've talked and he's a hundred percent I'm not fucking playing for you guys anymore. I trade him and get as much as you possibly can. If you have to trade JJ, do it too and do a full rebuild and, and do just it, get do it, it all back. Now. Do, do it, it now. Don't yeah. don't sit all spring and make this transformation at draft. Time. Get more bad do, media. Do it, do it yep. now and get the shit cleaned up and then they, then you can draft. Then you so, can draft. The longer they wait, too, the more power that the team trading for Deshaun has because it becomes more and more clear that he's not going to go and they get more leverage. And you're that's how you end up getting a second round pick for a guy. I, like bet, they, uh, I bet they lose Will Fuller, too. He's an unrestricted free agent this year. And God. Uh, I mean, he's going to walk. Like David Johnson. They're not resigning it. What's that? I don't think they'll re-sign anybody. Like to your point, they don't Nick, have a guy. I think Will Fuller's gone. Like they're they're even if they have the money, they're just going to sign other guys because they're not the current. They're the current GM wasn't there when those guys mm -hmm. were picked. Right. 
Imagine going two so, years and losing everybody. I mean, two years ago they were on a playoff run, had a chance to beat the Chiefs. They won. They win the division every year. Yeah, and then now you just I, you give everybody up. But I don't know what else. What other Jaguars take this division, baby? Yeah. What other choice <laughs> do they have though? <laughs> I mean, I don't no. know what else you do. I don't think rebuild, you have another rebuild, choice at this rebuild. moment. You pissed off your your franchise quarterback, I, JJ. Everybody. I, I think at at all costs, keep Deshaun. Like at all costs, like whatever you have to do to keep him, you keep him. If but here's my question: You guys like to wrap up the conversation on the topic? Gun to your head. What teams he playing for next year? Miami. If he does leave, I think they get it done with Miami. Miami or New York? The Jets or the Giants? Yeah. Jets, interesting, huh? You think he'd wave it for yeah, that? that for the Jets, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's it's an it's an intriguing situation because that's that's what they're missing. So then Sammy D goes to the Texans in the trade. Mm, I don't know if they, I don't know if Sammy D goes there. I think Sammy D might they might flip him elsewhere to get Sammy picked. D goes to be a backup. And then yeah. the Jets have what the three picks, so they could uh, then you send that over, and then the Texans can get a quarterback maybe this draft. That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. the Rams will trade him Goff, Donald, and Cronky's ego. <laughs> if the Rams trade Aaron Donald, I love that. That's oh lit. God, I heard he doesn't. I, I thought, again, the, the, it's appealing to go to Florida because of the no income tax, which I think he likes. So, well, I think he just just, just sign him, sit a year behind Brady, and then fucking just wreck. Go to Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, my sports talk radio hot take. Head. Yeah. I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he stayed. I like if you're Nick Casario, you have to set up a meeting with him. Like, go sit down, plan like, hey, what do we have to do to figure this out? Like, let's just clear the air. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll get, you know, you're involved one hundred percent with the head coach. If they have to get rid of that Jack Easter B guy or whatever his name is, so they, oh, they got to get rid of the preacher. He happy that it. guy is tanking the franchise. The, but Tali, where do you think he goes? Freaking preacher. He said, "Stay home." No, stay but home. I'm saying he said, "Gun yeah. to your head," as in like if it happened. So you got to. What's your first guess? I guess. I think no. Dolphins. I just said, "What team do you think he's playing for?" Oh, yeah. okay, okay. If if he is one because I I with Tali, I think he's going to be playing for the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like I th- I think he's one. I think he's playing for the Texans. Gun to my head, but if he does get traded, I would say New York or probably Miami. I can see the the Dolphins or the Texans rather being stupid enough to be like, oh, we'll just we'll just get Tua and get all these picks and build around him. Yep, <laughs> like he's anywhere in Deshaun Watson's stratosphere. So right. um, now I guess we can transition to to the coaches. Uh, we got all but two filled. And I'm going to go down and list the hires, and I'm interested to have your guys' thoughts. What's interesting? What do you think is going to work? What do you think uh, is not going to work? Are there any that particularly intrigue you? The Jaguars hire Urban Meyer. We've already discussed that one. Maybe don't need to talk about that too much. But Jets get Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator of San Francisco. Falcons get Arthur Smith, OC of the Titans. Chargers get Brandon Staley, defensive coordinator of the LA Rams and the, it sounds like the Lions are going to hire uh, Dan Campbell the linebackers coach of the Saints I believe and so that leaves the Texans and the Eagles probably the two least desirable jobs anyways and shocker they are the ones that are still open <laughs> yeah Josh McDaniels is uh, interviewing with the Eagles or did he already interview with them he interviewed with them yesterday that's intriguing I've, I've seen exactly. some Eagles fans react negatively to that well, Josh McDaniels, I mean, we had him in St. Louis, he was in Denver, obviously in New England as an assistant, but 
he, he, to me, when he gets head coaching jobs, has never been able to really get over the hump. Um, to me, the most interesting one still is going to be Urban Meyer. Just the, the college to NFL uh, scenario, like we talked about on, on Sunday show, is is to me the most interesting storyline. But, yeah, I think you still got to look at Biennemi. Biennemi's not going to be interviewing with any anybody until the Chiefs are done. So um, I would be interested to see if he lands in Houston or Philadelphia or if they try to fill their their void before then. I think Biennemi could be a, the Houston guy, but – um, I, I'm most interested though to see Robert Sala in New York. He has been uh stud for the, the Niners for their, for their defense and him jump, making that jump to the, the head coaching role. If New York can get a quarterback that can lead that offense, I think he could do some really good things, their defense on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm interested to see what he can do in New York. Do you guys think uh, there's any way that, the the Texans jobs is being waited on be, to see how the dust settles on Deshaun in the next two weeks like if if they overcorrect and somehow trade him quickly or do you think it's just kind of like it's just playing its course because they put themselves in such a bad situation I think what they need to do is go hire Marvin Lewis the guy put up with a lot of crap for the Bengals and kind of got through that to have some success and I think he could be one to help kind of change that culture there, smooth things over with Deshaun. Like, I think he could be an interesting coach for them. Yeah, Charlie, yeah. I don't I don't hate that. I think the Lions should have hired him, to be honest. I, I think I think if they do indeed hire Dan Campbell, I think that's kind of a joke, to, I mean, to be honest with <laughs> I you. I thought that was I, official, I wasn't it? I don't know Didn't why. That's done that deal. Like yeah. At all. Okay. Um, it, sa- it says the the tweet I had said that the Lions expected to finalize it, but that was like 20 hours ago now, so they probably had. Um, I- I'm with t- I'm with uh, Nick. I-, I really like the Robert Sala hire. I think if they can get the quarterback right, or even if they keep Sam, I think they can just build a tough football team there and, and compete. You know, I-, I think I've come around a little bit on the defensive guys. I mean, I I used to two or three years ago. Like, ne- don't hire them. Stay away. Like, I want nothing to do with them. But I, th- I feel like we've seen enough of the Mike Zimmers, the Vrabels. Like, I think you get more consistency year in and year out with the defensive guys because you're not so reliant on, like, having a- an awesome top-five quarterback and you're not reliant on having this, you know, high-powered offense. Uh, and you can just build consistently consistency. Like, those those Vikings teams with the top-10 defenses with Zimmer go to the playoffs every year. Vrabel. He's going to the playoffs every year now. I mean, and they don't get awesome, you know, quarterback play. They just get good enough quarterback play. Now, if your goal is to win a Super Bowl, you, you got to, you know, eventually get better and get over that hump. But I think that when you're in the dumps, like some of these teams are, I, I kind of like that. So so I like the Jets hire of Robert Sala. And I think they're actually, if they keep Sam, they're in a decent spot. I mean, I, I think if they can just build around him, Sam could be the franchise guy there and they could they could go on to have a lot of success that that AFC East could start looking like the AFC North real quick with the defensive football that the Patriots and the Bills already play. And then Flores down in Miami is a defensive guy too. I don't really have many thoughts on Arthur Smith to the Falcons. I don't think Urban's going to work with the Jags. I just don't think that's going to work. Um, and I didn't really love the Chargers hiring Brandon Staley. I think it's it's got a chance to work. I think he's obviously a good defensive-minded uh, head coach, but he's only been a coordinator for one year. And I would have really liked to see them in that spot hire an offensive guy with, you know, young Justin Herbert. You got weapons for days out there. They have a really talented defense, but I, I just 
I thought that one was kind of risky, man. <laughs> like uh, he's been a coordinator for one year, and the Packers still stomped him. So some early rumors were that they were going to hire Dayball, but the reason that they didn't hire him from Buffalo was, I guess, there was some talk that Herbert must have went or might have went into the owner and said that he really liked the offensive staff, and their owner just didn't want to get rid of the offensive coaches. So. And Gus Bradley left to the Raiders and stuff anyway, so he just hired a defensive coach to kind of fill that defensive staff out, and they're keeping all the same offensive guys. You know that that's that's interesting. I mean, that makes a lot more sense, right? Like that, I I don't hate that nearly as much now after you telling me that. Um, I I still like I I again like I I'd rather have like a Matt Lafleur or a McVay or a Kyle Shanahan type, but you do run a risk like those guys just some a lot of them are just coordinators like i i think that that's going to be part of the problem with josh mcdaniel and we brought him up earlier like i think that guy's just a coordinator he's a good coordinator he's a great coordinator it's, but he's, he's not a head been. coach it, it's always been like like dick said earlier he's like one and done i mean he, he pops out he, he's a couple of years he's or two three con two three year contract then he's gone back under bill's wing he's done it like three or four times all he is is a coordinator that's i agree well and then i mean look what happened with um Matt Patricia, I mean, in Detroit, I just just because these Patriots, you know, coaches have success with the Patriots, they seem to not always work out when they're on their own. You know, it's yeah, the, the Bill Belichick, Belichick coaching, coaching tree is not great. Really, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the Belichick coaching tree is not is not really it. You, you want to talk about a myth? You guys know what I think the key is. The Lions interviewed Vrabel that same year and decided to go with Patricia instead of Vrabel. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's it's yeah, the Bill Belichick big, factor, that's man. That's what they saw. They saw Belichick, and that was it. And then they're like, "Yep, Matt Patricia. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been in there. That's who we need." And that was it. You know, I, I you know what I think the key. Is? Like, I feel like we've seen enough coaches at this point that have succeeded from Belichick that that narrative of just if you come from Belichick, you suck. I, I think we can crush that because Flores is awesome, Vrabel is awesome, but I think the key to those guys is. And with Bill O'Brien too, obviously had a lot of success with, uh, with with the Texans. I think the key to that though is though they are their own person and they're their own coach and they have their own style and they 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 do what they think. The 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 Belichick clones are the ones that fail. Well, like that the ones that try to implement yeah. Bill system into into like Patricia right. tried to implement Bill system in Detroit and it doesn't work. And you get the, uh, the like Josh McDaniels tries to implement Bill system in Denver or Bill system, you know, in St. Louis. Like it's just those guys are gonna fail time and time and time again. But the Brian Flores and the Vrabel, like those guys are just badasses, man. They 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 get knowledge from Bill, Vrabel but they still run their own team. And I'll say Flores has done it with <laughs> with a shitty quarterback situation, man. Like, I mean, Tua, we don't know what he's going to bring, and Fitzpatrick's a glorified a backup. Team. Well, I mean, the defense was fucking awesome this year. I mean, awesome. They yeah, and they don't even have that many good players. You talk about name like, one edge runner. Yeah, you, I, I don't know. You talk about like the Rams or the Bucks D or Indies D being good, dude. They had some dogs on Miami. They had some dogs in that in that secondary. Yeah, they 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 just got around, man. They just yeah, the, the they were always the in on the pass coverage. Like Xavier Howard yeah, and Rashad Jones led the league in picks. Yeah, yeah, like they they had some of those guys, but like you can't name a single person in their front seven. No, 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 no not at all. 
Oh, that was it's, all their secondary. And like when he starts getting some of those guys in there, like holy shit! And they got amazing. weapons on offense now, man. They got Gaskin, who who started to show some light this year. They got Devontae Parker, who's finally starting to they're, play they're pretty all well. Like, they're, they're, all right. they're all like tier two guys. But the thing Gisecki. with Miami is, is like they work as a team. There's not like one superstar that carries the load like some of these other teams have on offense or defense. They're all like kind of new guys every week popping. I mean, they were probably what six, seven different tight ends that caught their first touchdown for Miami this year. Like it was insane. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree, Nick. I mean, I like, I think that they remind me a lot of Buffalo who's in their own division. Like they don't have, you know, super now Josh Allen's kind of taken off, but they, they don't have, it's not a team of superstars. And I guess the trade for Diggs, So maybe they're not the best example anymore, but before this year, they were, you know, a, a team that was very much like Miami, just just solid guys everywhere. I mean, at every yeah. position, just like they're just solid. Players. Yeah. yeah, just just football guys, just football guys. Yeah, they just like to play the good, game. Good locker so. room guys, good team chemistry. Yeah, it's that's gonna be so, a fun division, uh, man. The, now with the Jets, like I'm curious to see if if Salah does anything like quick. I imagine they'll win probably four games next year, which is a big jump for the Jets. But uh, in two to three years, that'll be uh, maybe the most fun division in football. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, so with the two remaining jobs open, the Texans and the Eagles, what do you guys – do you guys got predictions for who lands where? Does does Dougie P land in Houston potentially? Is he taking a year off? I think Dougie P takes a year off. Yeah. Dougie but, P uh, going to Houston would be the think? perfect scenario. I, aren't, they, aren't they waiting for Bowles to be done with the season? Is there any talk about that? Or I not? heard about that too. Yeah, Todd Bowles yeah. apparently. For a couple, Doug Peterson actually got an interview with the Seahawks for their open offensive coordinator job, which was weird because Pete Carroll came out at – they fired their coordinator and said he wanted someone that was going to run the ball and then he goes and interviews doug peterson i think i think doug peterson's got to <laughs> take a week a, a year off just from how he handled that team down the stretch but you know the lorries are committed to carson wentz from what we've seen so carson wentz for, for all intents and purposes is going to be the starting quarterback next year in in philadelphia and they're gonna work around him again and give him another shot which is hopefully the correct move to bring in a head coach that drafts offensive linemen because, again, I think they see they, – they did what Houston couldn't do and basically listened to Carson, fired the coach, and are committed to their quarterback, whereas Houston, not so sure they're going to be able to repair that damage with, with Deshaun. I, so I still you think, think for sure that Carson's the guy? I mean, he has to be, right? Yeah, if you take yeah. Peterson well, out of the Well, that was the whole – when they fired Peterson, they said they're committed to Peterson, and then Peterson said, I want Jalen Hurts. Laurie said, I want Carson Wentz. Peterson I, said, I don't agree, and Laurie said, there's the door. So so <laughs> that to me says, yeah, Carson Wentz is still the guy. Philadelphia yep. loves him. The Laurie's totally love him. Right. And I think they see when healthy, if they put the right front four in front of them, front four or five in front of them, that, they can, that he can work. Because, again, they have, they have the weapons. They just need to get the offensive line. Is You'll anybody see. else on a bigger stage and have a bigger hot seat next year than Carson Wentz, though? Holy shit. Oh, no. If he has a fucking – doesn't have the hottest seat in the NFL, yeah. I don't know who does. The new coach, you got Dougie P out of the way, there's no more excuses. You'll know. You'll know as soon as this draft kicks off. If they don't go trenches, trenches, trenches on their first three picks and go very strong on the line, if they pick some finesse player yeah. for the first couple picks, bullshit. Yep. This guy's 
Go, he's gone. He's but if, done. But if you give him all that and he still doesn't perform, you know <laughs> you he's better, not the guy. You better give him somebody up front. They, yeah. That team needs time. That offense needs time well, to how do something. how he picks the fucking players, right? <laughs> yeah. Pick a fucking fifth-round lineman in top 15. Tell you really You know, I, I think the – I think the Carson Wentz situation, though, is kind of sums up how I feel about the Deshaun situation. Remember how hot that was a couple weeks ago, and oh, everybody yeah. he was for, he was gone. He was going to get traded. They didn't like him. He was going to be the backup, and now he now like they fire the coach. He's staying. Like I think that's eventually what's going to happen with Deshaun. Like they put some distance between you know the, this season and and the talks of of the off season. I think they they got at all costs sit him down. Like Todd was saying, like like let's let's figure it out you know you can you can have some input on the head coach and you know i i don't know who they hire uh so it's it's uh i don't really have predictions for the for the remaining two teams i don't know if maybe philly would be interested in the um i guess we were kind of ahead of that one yeah you think the enemy's gonna be in houston how could they hire him after not interviewing in the first round, being the only team not to request an interview from Eric? Every, How other, does that happen? Everybody because else didn't every take the job. They all say yeah. no thanks. Yeah. So, so now he's sec- he's seconds, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, I get it." I'm Eric Bieniemy. I turn option. him down. Yeah. You turn yeah, him down. I turn him down if I'm Bieniemy. To say is your, I, I don't I don't think you do. I think I think you you take that job then because it's gonna it's gonna be more money, and you're gonna be able to establish it. The enemy's been in the in the in the fold for head coaching jobs for how many years now? And, you know, even if it's not your first choice, it's like, at what point are you going to get one? Got to break the if ice. If I'm the enemy though, man, if I get offered that job, first thing I'm doing is get in touch with the agent that's of Deshaun a, Watson and say, are you staying if I come in? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. No, that's oh, huge. Oh yeah, for sure. No, 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 yeah, too. For sure. And I think the well. enemy goes there if Deshaun wants, wants him there. Like if Deshaun leaves, fuck, good luck. Ain't no way he takes that. I think any head coaching candidate would do that with him at this moment. Romeo Cornell is going to be the head coach next year if uh, <laughs> they trade Deshaun Watson. They'll win one game. They'll win one game. Yeah. Do you want to give it a hot take? <laughs> just start fresh. Quick look on Dallas hiring Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I think we talked about this a little bit on Sunday watching the games, but just hilarity. A little preview to uh, the divisional blogs that I write every year. Dallas will not, in all likelihood, be my division winner. (laughs) Like, Mike McCarthy, man. Woo! (laughs) Yeah. What a staff. Now, are they going to watermelon smash for 11 weeks? (laughs) We are watermelon smash. They might be. We're we're going to the Super Bowl. Hey, bet the over on Dallas all year. Bring his his own little motivational thing over too, and then they can couple the watermelon smashing with something else. Then you really got you're cooking with gas. (laughs) Yeah, it could work. I I don't know. Maybe maybe McCarthy and Dan Quinn can like go on TikTok and just do that all the time or something. You know what I mean? Just just smash some watermelon. You guys. I they need to be on TikTok. What a missed opportunity for the marketing team down there. Uh, <laughs> but here's a hot take for you guys. You Dallas guys inevitably a hot let take. Go this is a hot, spicy McCarthy. one. Sorry, I was yeah. trying to drop. There, there we go. I'm about to I'm about to deliver one straight from my loins. I think that <laughs> McCarthy's got to be gone out of Dallas. You know, out of the after this next year, right? Like he's terrible. They're yeah. probably going to falter again, and they'll get rid of him. Dougie P's going to take a year off. Then he goes and coaches. The arch rival of the Philadelphia oh Eagles, oh, the head coach of America's team, I got with Dak Prescott. 
and leads them back to the NFC least title. I got oh. another twist for you in that. Kellen Moore gets the Eagles head coaching job because they're interviewing him. Dougie <laughs> goes and is the OC. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Can what you imagine theater? that coaching staff with though it was fucking Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator, Dougie P is the offensive coordinator, and fucking Mike McCarthy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> God, is that scream Dallas well, to Mike me? McCarthy Holy chaos. shit. That's such a Dallas thing to chaos. do. Chaos. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. I kind of want to I really want to be right about that now. So, <laughs> Dougie P make it happen, my my dude. So, uh that that wraps up for us here, TJ. Thank the sponsors. Well, we got we got three of them and they're awesome cuz we talk about them every week and you know, they're loyal to us, man. They're just they're loyal to us like they're loyal to their customers. K Roberts Remax Gold 314-409-4113 online STL Homes the number 4 you.com the absolute best real estate agent in the St. Louis area you need to give her a call today Sarah Barron Family Finance Mortgage 314-537-1282 online at familyfinancemortgage.com Kay and Sarah two people that just work around the clock and they keep in touch with their clients after the deal is done make sure you're happy with their business and last but not least, Aces Wild in Columbia, Illinois, 208 North Main Street, Columbia, Illinois. Tell Alex Schlemmer we sent you over there from the 50 Brews on the Balcony. You can mention either one. They have six machines over there. They got big screens, ice cold beer. It's a good time over there at Aces Wild in Columbia, 208 North Main Street. Go follow them on Facebook. Search Aces Wild in Columbia, Illinois. Absolutely flawless by TJ. True professional. <laughs> also presented by Book It Sports. Nick, he's got some fun stuff going on over there. You want to give a plug to Book It? What are you guys go? What are you guys doing over there? Well, picking we your launched. assholes. Oh, by the way, by the way, real quick, Nick, don't give it away. We're gonna talk a, a thorough talk about it on Bruise. So just give a little taste so we get people to go listen to Bruise too. Uh, a small, a small taste. This is, this is some outstanding marketing. I love this. <laughs> a small taste. Well, I can tell you what we got. We got units now. That's a new update. We got handicapper picks coming. That's a new update. The the bets uh, integration on your profile has now been updated. We're doing giveaways. We're doing cash giveaways. All kind of stuff going on over on Bucket Sports. Numbers are going like this like up and down you know how you know how like a normally you go on a slant and up we're like vertical we're going nice. we're we're, nice. we're we're going on super mode right now so things are looking really good a lot of good growth over there definitely want to go download because we're having a shit ton of fun over on the book at sports app and people are giving out absolute fucking locks i am i have seven bets today six of them the first six have all hit Wow. All locks given away from our users, so we're doing what's called. I need to hop on, hop on this hot streak that Yale's yeah, on. Yeah, right dude, now. we we have uh, we're doing squad leader plays, so we're gonna be doing a giveaway. Whoever can be the biggest squad leader for uh, for the uh, month, you you get a prize at the end of the month for the longest streak. If you lose, we go to a new squad leader. So a lot of fun shit going on. Definitely Good go shit. download Book It Sports app, and please, please, please leave us a five star review in the App Store. That definitely helps the numbers and our ratings and all that jazz book it's curve may be going like up on the bell curve but trent's like earnings on the app have got to be just going the opposite way no, <laughs> no well, well, parlays. well trent uh trent cashed six thousand dollar parlay to win nine grand on the chiefs money line and packers money line so he has a fat wallet right now he had six thousand on but he turned he, he, I'll tell the story again on, on Bruce, but he had a $400 roulette spin 
or the $200 roulette spin that he thought he lost, that he actually won, left the ticket in the machine, and uh, the the teller or someone pulled it out and gave it to the teller. He came in like four days later. They gave him his ticket back with his money, so he got $400. He put that on a parlay, hit, took 2000 went to Baccarat over the weekend with investors in town, <laughs> made 6000 on Baccarat, took that 6000 put it on a two-way parlay, and cashed out nine grand on on Chiefs Packers money line. I Unreal. told him he could take that shit to the bank. Almost, the almost bank, lost it out with the Browns. Take, take $200 and start over. Put yes. nine grand in the bank. Do not take the nine and, and try to keep exactly, it going. Exactly, exactly. That's where you get and, hurt. And, and, and what do we think is going to happen, Nick? We all know how this story ends. Yeah. What's going to happen in the nine? The nine, the nine is going to go back down to zero. But he put it away in the bank, so he's restarting good. with 200. So we're good. We're good. We there good. we go. You we, saw we, him yeah, deposit right, it, nice. did you? That's responsible sports gambling. That's what we encourage here at Book It Sports, responsible sports gambling. Although because he won that, we all did get $100 of free play for NFL playoffs and nice. are doing a challenge to see who can turn their 100 into the most. Currently, your boy sitting in at second place behind Live Moods. Although it's kind of not exactly fair because I'm helping her make her bets too. So I'm only a dollar back, but uh, I, I plan on winning that as well. Are you going to put it all on a five-team parlay, Nick? That's usually yeah. the smart thing to do. No, well, I'm really have three games less, but there's minimal options. So we're probably going to do a $20 max unit play. You can only do $20 a day. So probably $20 max unit play on um, Moneyline Tampa is what I'm thinking about. Moneyline Chiefs. Moneyline Tampa, really? Wow, we wow, wow, we. I don't know. Well, I don't I'm losing that one. De- depends on what the payout is, you know, right? Depends on what the payout is. God, so. I love this. So Nick loves Chiefs and Bucks. I love Packers and Bills. I fucking well, love well, it. Well, this this mind you is as of today. I got to do some further analysis. Early. I have to do a lot of shit this week. That was just like my initial instinct was like watching the Bucks play against the Saints. That mind you, this is a Bucks team that beat the Packers and uh, and the Chiefs again. Mahomes likely going. I, I don't know though, so we'll see. We will see. Lots of lots of angulation we got to do. What do you call it? <laughs> thought. Thought. Prognostication. Angulation. Find an angle. He's finding an angle. He's got to. Sh- I got to. I got to clip that off. Was that an one hundred one thirty two? Okay. We got. We, hey, let me tell you though. I am on – I know I still have to do my punishment for the ice bath, which I'll have delivered before the AFC-NFC championship uh, program. But uh, I am in fuego in NFL. Let me tell you. En fuego. Well, don't take an ice bath if you're on fire. Yeah, no shit. I know, I know. Well, I got it. I got it. <laughs> a spicy my... pepper or something. I got hey, it. Zook. That is true. I can do that. Zook, thank you very much for not bringing up the fact that I, I was 5-0 and o this week. That would have been embarrassing, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, you're welcome. I, I'm only going to bring it up when you go like one in six. Uh, yeah, I would never embarrass you by saying that oh. you went undefeated. Can we, can so we talk about my bad beat real quick? Or sorry, Dom's bad beat real quick with Mahomes. I mean, come on. Do you have a player yeah, we absolutely have to. Yeah, dude. I, Dom had everything hit, oh, every did. single thing hit. Everything hit, and except I needed Mahomes <laughs> over 320 and a half yards passing. Oh. And he fucking had 250 midway through the third quarter, and then the injury happened. And uh, I heard a, a sportsbook app. I won't say who because I like them better than the other one, so we're not going to talk about it. We'll just say that they, they didn't help me out like I thought they would. But Karma came back, and Ooh. Tampa got it done, so we're good to go. 
I was yeah. going to say, I think you might need to have Tony pen a little letter to you like he did to his buddies over at DK that uh, to maybe get you some, get you a little bit of earnings back. But uh, they weren't going for it. Or, I well, told them, I go, it's a bad beat. What am I supposed to do? And they go, that's tough. And I said, oh, well, all right. <laughs> or, send, or send hate mail to the Browns player that took him out of the game. You could do that too. Yeah. Yep. They couldn't give it back to you because the public won everything this weekend. <laughs> Oh my god! Just a terrible that. weekend for Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Vegas. Vegas needs. We, we thought it was going to this next week Vegas, Sunday, and it just did not. Vegas needs Tampa to lose bad. So, no, they need Tampa Auto. to win. I think they're going to be a no, ton no, of no, Packers. No, 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 so many people really? put futures bets on Tampa to win. The, yeah, when Tom Brady went down to Tampa, so many people put futures bets on Bucks to win the Super Bowl. They they want they want them to lose. Oh, good. I like the Packers, and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I counted up out of spread, money line, and over unders. Those big three for all four games. I think the public won ten out of the twelve. Wow! 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 Yeah. Well, uh, if you know, feed the public this weekend. Just pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Try yeah. <laughs> to feed yeah. the public. Let's go. Work. Real quick, Nick. Does the public like the Chiefs right away right now or Bills early? Um, what the line open at? Let me let me do a two quick, and a half. Uh, quick line check i mean i'm baiting the public in that game i think the chiefs i I, people said if they want to bet if you want to bet the chiefs bet it now is what right now the spread is buffalo plus three and it's 54 percent public on buffalo your boy uh sam richmond nick from br betting got the chiefs a plus one on uh sunday night do you see that yes he did that's Mm -hmm. wild yeah and also current the Packers are minus three and a half, and fifty-seven percent of the public is on Green Bay. Yeah, I tease it down to two and a half, but I think that's right now. It's, it's screaming Packers and Bills right now, boys. It's screaming Packers and Bills, at least in my head. Yeah, I mean that—that's that's not enough like skew, I think, to, to like fade the public. Once it gets above like seventy percent, that's when you well, just veer the other way. Chiefs Bills one will change a lot once it's official that Mahomes yeah. is in. Yeah. There's not any. There's not hardly any money on it right now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I could be changing my mind later on if Mahomes looks like he's ready to rock. But uh, he's got that toe. He's got to get figured out too. The guy couldn't even walk. Yeah. If Mahomes doesn't play or it looks like he's not going to play, that fucking line's going to skyrocket. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, get, if you want Chad. Buffalo now, Jeez, or sixteen and a half, fucking, 17, 20. If you think Mahomes doesn't play that game, he, he will. But there's a two percent chance he doesn't. Take fucking Buffalo now because otherwise it'll be minus like sixteen and a half or some bullshit. No, I think they said it'd only be like a six point swing. Like Buffalo would go from plus three to minus three or minus three and a half. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Anything can happen. Accurate. Anything can happen. Anything, can happen. Anything is possible. I mean, he didn't look bad when he was in there. He's not Mahomes, but he yeah. didn't look that terrible. Yeah, do you see that 14-yard run he made? I mean, he looked like exactly. fucking... Did you see that pick he threw to nobody? I terrible. saw it. Yeah, I it fucking saw all of it. I saw it. Is anybody else shocked that he fucking threw that ball on fourth and short? Is anybody else shocked oh, that yes. he I can't believe snapped they snapped it? it. And they threw the ball. Like, if you run it, okay... He threw the ball. The Browns Andy get it on, Reed's what, the 49 then? Oh, my God. Balls down south. Yeah, Andy Reid's like, yeah, he does. like, hold my dick. Like, he don't care. He's like, just we're going to fucking throw this to Chad Henney, and I'm just going to, like, put my nuts on everybody's face. Like, I don't even care. And then they did. And I was like, that was the most ballsy thing no, I've ever seen in my life. Kill as your wide receiver t- catching that ball, like, I mean, 
I'll take yeah. it. Hey, yeah, but still, big, that big upset at anything is possible. That was an easy yeah. jump that route, and you got to pick six the other way. Yeah, yeah. No one was expecting. Yeah, that guy was like, you know, those like vines were like, and the guy like goes through like whenever somebody gets their ankles break, and they like send them through like space to the Roman Coliseum on the TikToks and stuff. That's pretty much what that defender was like on that play. Like he was. The Brown season was six yards away. You let fourteen yards rush for Chad Henney. Like, come on, you deserve to lose if that happens. That's it. It's tough scene. No, no, it's 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 when you when you don't get the cone. That's that's when you knew there was a problem. The cone, the cone. He gets the cone. I get the Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't like that. Now we're at the Sunday. It's one of the worst ones of the year. I love that joke. I don't. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Come on into town, Higgins. Come see me. Yeah, go get some Ted Drews. You can hear all about the Sunday and the cone. But for now, for this week, for TJ Weber, for Big Web himself, for Nick and y'all out in Reno, I'm Zach Zook. We'll see you guys on Sunday for Championship Sunday. See who's going to play in the Super Bowl.